0: Welcome to the WrestleManiacs, better known as the Mothership, presented by the Sideline Junkies. Here are your host,
1: the People's Choice, the Nubian Sumo, and the Big Guy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Sideline Junkies, WrestleManiacs, here on the Mothership. And if you are not aware, it is about to go down tonight because this is the Sideline Junkies, WrestleManiacs, after dark. What does that mean for you? That means that all you motherfuckers going to get everything we have to give because we're going full Sam Jackson. I know James is ready to go in. I didn't, he didn't watch the negotiator fresh off of it. So there's about 55 more motherfuckers that are coming in this episode alone, goddammit. And then... I just watched Hitman Bodyguard a couple days ago, so between Sam and Ryan Reynolds, all I want to see is just some people getting ass whipped, and that's what we're going to bring to you tonight. A bunch of motherfucking news. How, how many did I say? I said, what, 55 times? I lost count. I hope you got a counter, James. Cause nah, I
2: ain't got a counter. We're just going to let him fly and see what happens. All right, well, God, uh, God
1: dang it. Well, there's going to be a lot of motherfuckers in this motherfucker tonight.
2: So, hey, hey.
1: if we're going to start it right on Sideline Junkies, WrestleManiacs, After Dark, for all you motherfuckers listening, we got to start with our favorite segment. That's motherfucking just newbie. James.
2: Yes, sir. A couple sir. weeks
1: ago, you had a passionate full Sam Jackson moment where you told us how you had such disdain and anger and, and fury. For the piece of shit match, as you called it, Money in the Bank. Now we just found out this week that not only is the worst match you've ever heard of, according to the Nubian sumo, is happening, but it's happening both matches at the same time. So we're gonna have the men's and the women's motherfucking Money in the Bank ladder matches, climbing the corporate ladder from the bottom of tight motherfucking towers to the top happening at the same time. So we're going to, I'm assuming if anything like I would produce it, have two sets of announcers calling it from two different sides. One group is calling the women. One group is calling the men. And then you're bouncing back and forth. I know you got some feelings because for people that can deal with sensory overload and different impulses and and everything else like okay it's going to be a lot the process but I can handle it but for the person that is looking for just the one damn match to happen one damn time in a certain way they're going to be confused as hell so tell me what you think I've been waiting all week to hear what your motherfucking ass thinks about this daggone match happening both of them at the same time what in the hell
2: See, I knew there was some funny shit going on when I saw the first uh, match on Raw and they had both briefcases hanging at the same time. I was like, never seen that before. Why would they do that? Then we go on to Friday. Daniel Bryan comes out. Oh, great promo, by the way, from Daniel Bryan. I That's agree
0: with that. That's probably the
2: best promo I've seen him do since In I've seen him. Period. Since, really? Since Ring, of, since Ring of Honor, I'm talking oh my about. God. So hats off to Brian, Dan, uh, Brian Danielson, a.k.a. Daniel Bryan, for that promo. Hats off to him. When he came out of his cocksucker and said, same time. No, no, no. He said simultaneously. I was like, so <laughs> <this a> bitch. <laughs> like, to make something go from worse <laughs> to worser. Oh, yes, I said worser.
1: you didn't even think it was possible when you was going on your rant. He was like, that's gotta be the worst idea ever. I'm like, they, what the fuck? They said, hold on, we got one more for you, son. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? What? And then, and then, they had to think about it. Had to think about it. I'm like, okay. And I ain't got nothing against fat people because I'm I'm fat too. But Nia Jacks,
1: I knew he was gonna go there. That's messed and up. And
2: now Otis too. <laughs> <laughs> I knew look, look, okay, so I'm coming to the conclusion that, and I hate to say this shit, you were right, Don, again. two tight. two tight. two Who's the baddest about, motherfucker in the land? Who's the baddest about, motherfucker in the land? Who's the baddest now, motherfucker in the land? About the fact that they were going to be going through the building and not necessarily using the ladders against the building, but waiting to get to the top. To use the ladders. They got to. This is gonna be a fucking tour of the fucking building from the men's and women's side. It's got to be. I mean, there's no way in hell I'm no seeing chance. I'm seeing half of these people even dealing with ladders outside the building. So Oh, and uh, by the way, before I get too far into this, which I probably have, uh, this newbie, this, this newbie is segment is powered by Viva La Vida Cigar by A.J. Fernandez and Basil Hayden 10-Year. This is the only thing keeping me sane right now after, uh, after this bullshit. Woo! So, yeah. okay. No checks got. So, motherfuckers so, still sponsored. Hey, that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> Somebody, somebody's gonna hear me say this one day, and then we gonna end up getting to cut a check. So I'm just like, I'm just putting it out there. If he, if, K, if KG, you put out the other shows, I can put out what I was smoking and drinking. That's anyway. I
1: mean. You get your you get your thing in.
2: Yeah, I'm getting my thing in. So it's still bullshit. <laughs> it's still a bullshit match. You can't tell me that it's not a bullshit match, and now this becomes straight out the ass fresh bullshit when they add this when they add this extra little caveat to it that they're gonna have twelve people dealing at the same time going through that building. I mean, it's it's gonna be a shit show. That's gonna be a true run of the die to the wool. Shit, y'all.
1: Now, all, all that's just Nubian segment aside, the potential for this truthfully to be cool from a, a nostalgic standpoint, uh, WWE free tour standpoint, and a, a production standpoint could be cool, but the only issue is going to be the transitions from the group's, The transitions from floor to floor. So if from the treatment that I could begin to come up with in my head for this match, I could only foresee, and that's what's going to disturb the hell out of me when we have our reaction show. It may have to be a reaction show after watching this shit show. Um, But you're going to have to overly produce, especially within the constraints of COVID-19, because everybody can't be in the same... Cubicle or 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 Workspace at the same time So you're going to have to Produce this in segments So just picture that you got Everybody in the lobby And then some branch out from When we've seen and uh, From some of the, the footage that they've done Over the years when you come into the lobby You have the desk to your left uh, w- Which somebody Probably be brawling there and then you'll go forward A little bit and then you'll make A left-hand turn and there's a hallway some people be brawling there you've got the elevator some people would probably go immediately into the elevator but you're going to have to do segments so let's say if they went into the elevator and then hit the third floor that means they're going to be on the third floor and that brawl is going to happen on the third floor and you have somebody producing the third floor part of it and then you're going to have some people in the stairwell working their way up then you're going to cut to this section then you're going to cut to this section you're going to go from here go from there But it's going to have to be produced in such a way that it feels seamless in action. But if it seems like, okay, three days ago, I cut the third floor scene and then four days ago, I cut the fifth floor scene. And now let's just put it all together and add some cool little television transition to go from group to group and then have the commentators voice over the commentary. It's going to suck from I just watched this hot mess. But it has the potential, if you can, under normal circumstances, you could have somebody wearing a rig, and they're following the action as it goes. But then you, really, you should have the two separated. But you can follow the action as it goes. Somebody, different camera people, and hell, if you have to do it with your cell phone or whatever, just to be mobile and transmit it, but you would just follow the action as it goes and do it like the movies where it's one seamless fight, Or just watched a phenomenal movie Extraction on Netflix, not getting paid by them. But a lot of their scenes that were shot were pretty smooth on how they were put together. If you can do it that way, it may actually be cool until you get to the roof. But with COVID, we got a problem because if everybody shows up at the roof, you've got a serious problem because I don't know what the limit is in Connecticut. So it's one foot in. It's like it's intriguing. It's another foot in that the sumo is (laughs) has a right to be confused, perplexed, and pissed at the same time because what are we looking to get out of this? And there's so many – for the women, if Carmella won and James Ellsworth helped her, I'd be cool with that because that would make sense.
2: Well, yeah, that would be a throwback to when she won. Right, yep, so – you can add those segments. Oh yeah, yeah. You can have You you're gonna have to in a situation like this. You can kind of add right. stuff like that. Like the boogeyman can uh, be in a room somewhere
1: and they fight in, and you just see him laughing as they're fighting past the boogeyman. You, you could do those right. type of things and
2: add. Yeah, you in. don't be able to do all kinds of crazy stuff like yeah. that. You can see all kinds of different uh, yeah. different, uh, obscure wrestlers from the past yeah. that. Hogan could be working out in the gym. It, you with
1: with his red and yellow on, you could do cool things like that, and maybe make it into something. Gonna or have, it's going to be a hot gonna have, mess.
2: They're going to have they're going to have to do a lot to fill me on this match. I'm trying to pay.
1: Yeah, I
2: mean, to pay. I, I, this is too much.
1: I'm trying to work it out in my head for the treatment of how you could do it production wise, and. Like I said, that's
2: and, my for, and then fear. for them to have this gauntlet match, I got a feeling I know who's going who's gonna to come out of that gauntlet match. Who's that? But I, I don't want to say. It's too early to say.
1: Oh, you want to do your picks yet?
2: I don't want to do my picks yet. Because if I tell you who I think is going to do that, I'll, I'm going to tell you who's going to win, in my opinion. <laughs> so I'll wait for the picks.
1: Don't worry, I'm going to pick the winner anyway, so it's okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, uh I hate that they. I hate they. I don't know if they. I don't know if this is a work or a shoot with the injury. We'll go into that in a little bit, but it'll be interesting to see who they put in this gauntlet. First of all, and second, who comes out of it? Because, Mm. because, well, I think whoever comes out of this gauntlet is going to be the winner.
1: Yeah, I got that. so, So I'm
2: giving my. So actually, I'm giving my winner's pick on that already. Whoever comes out of this gauntlet match is gonna win money in the bank.
1: John Cena. There it is.
2: <laughs> so he can lose it again?
1: What? The motherfucking Goldberg. So what oh <laughs>
2: hell no. Or,
1: or could be Black Lesnar.
2: What? Have him go back to back?
1: Why not? Ain't got nothing else better to do. Hey,
2: Punk did it. Why not?
1: Right? Yeah. Well, you know it's not gonna be CM Punk. Vincent already said, I don't want to ever see this motherfucker in the WWE ever again. And his people, CM Punk's people, allegedly were reaching out to the WWE just to get a feel, saying, hey, what's going on? But they are not happy with the Fox deal, which Fox only has him contractually minimum once a month. Right. So...
2: I but, mean, come uh, on. Come on. We're, we're, gonna, we're gonna get to that that a little bit you later know, on. Know Punk was gonna get was taking full advantage of that, knowing that one day Vince was gonna be like, look, I need you, pal.
1: If if Warrior could go into the Hall of Fame, everything is possible. If Macho could go into the Hall of Fame, oh, everything come on is
2: possible. Now, Macho, Macho needed to be in the Hall of Fame.
1: I'm just saying, that that uh, rumored Stephanie thing.
2: Well, there's a rumor until somebody actually proves it.
1: Well, unfortunately, we only got one side of the coin <laughs> available right now.
2: I mean, there's a bunch of rumors. There's a bunch of folks who say they know. Yeah. But there's only one. Right now, like you said, there's only one person that actually knows.
1: Yeah, and she's just playing the game, so... Upon <laughs> intention. Ah, <laughs> yeah! Uh, that was a smooth yeah. motherfucker right there. Yes! Damascus! Yes, motherfucker! <laughs> uh, yes! Uh, you should be counting. I swear I'm trying to get the 55 of those. So I'm sure we will. Through of us,
2: I'm sure we'll bring
1: it. I'll take the overall. <laughs> I appreciate that, motherfucker. So. <laughs> uh, tell us one more time what the fuck you drinking.
2: I am drinking the Basil Hayden ten year bourbon whiskey, and it that's, is a very and in the words of Mister Samuel L. Jackson, who we were basing this show on tonight, it is a very, very tasty beverage.
1: That's that's Randy Pooty. You know what? What's in your wallet? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Capital One. No sponsorship from them either. <laughs>
2: Working on the thing, working on the thing. (laughs) That's right. Hey, you know what? Say, you know what? Since since we're missing a person tonight, unfortunately. You you mean that that work too hard
1: motherfucker that can't get on the show?
2: Yeah, that old sickly bastard. I know, right?
1: He got a new job, he showed a work on time. Now his motherfucker can't even come to the daggone show. Didn't read the production last week. Yeah, we talk about you, KG.
2: I think kind of figured this was coming since he said, you know, he was doing what he was doing and whatnot. So, you know, just kind of like a little bit of a filler. I did put together a couple of interesting facts that I've turned into questions for you, sir. Are they motherfuckers? Oh, You can add all the motherfuckers you want. Okay. All right. Now, now wait a
1: minute. Hold on. Are these one of them Nubian Sumo quiz questions that you didn't put in the production notes? And I don't even know you're doing a quiz and you're asking me some stuff. Yeah. Just for clarity. God damn it. Yeah. God damn it. You know my answer is going to be John Cena, but go ahead.
2: All your answer is going to be John Cena anyway, so it don't make a difference.
1: That's just what I said. <laughs> Shout out to John Cena. No sponsorship. All
2: right. First question. When are the first Money in the Bank match? And if you can, tell me when he won it. Who the fuck remembers that? They've been talking about it. They mentioned it on Raw.
1: Oh, God. Jay. Nobody pay attention to what the hell they're talking about at the
2: commentator desk.
1: I'm okay. still trying to figure out what the motherfucker's in the, in the arena. All
2: uh, right. It was Edge. Edge won at WrestleMania 21.
1: Was that, that that long ago?
2: Yes, it was. That was the first Money in the Bank. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. 40.
1: That was a year. That was I was 20. was... That was the back-to-back year for MSG, wasn't it? Right. Yeah, yeah, because I was at 20 uh, at that point. Yep, 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 yep.
2: Okay, so who invented the Money in the Bank ladder match?
1: Oh, that's easy. John
2: Cena. <laughs> no. Who was, credited, who was credited for inventing or coming up with the concept of the Money in the Bank ladder match? Gerald Briscoe? Chris Jericho. Did you, did, are you sure? Chris Jericho is credited for coming up with the concept of the Money in the Bank letter match. It's been said mo- many times, and he's even, he, he's even said it on hey, numerous occasions.
1: Dang it. He's in the next segment. I'll be damned.
2: All right. First person to pick the pay-per-view to cash in with.
1: You mean where they named the pay-per-view?
2: Yes. That Again, was uh the first person to give notice, in other words. I'm gonna have I wanna
1: say I wanna say Brock person. Lesnar, but I I'm thinking Randy Orton. Nope. Cause only I mean, well, we know Brock has called his shots before. Oh wait, was it CM Punk?
2: Nope. I give you a hint. He 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 wrestled against John Cena.
1: Oh shit, that's easy, John Cena.
2: <laughs> John Cena wrestled John Cena. Uh,
1: don't, don't, that just that Juan just happened Cena. at WrestleMania. We saw that.
2: That'll be Juan Cena. Oh yeah.
1: Da, da, da. Oh yeah, come over. Da, 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 da. There, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> the answer yeah. is
2: the answer is RVD, Rob Van Dam, WrestleMania twenty two. Did he? Remember that's when they brought back the ECW title. Oh god, that
1: was so long ago. I'm sorry, RVD, but nobody really remembers that.
2: Okay, who was the I was, first? I was
1: shocked that he won that Money in the Bank ladder match, but I guess they
2: yeah, not really, like not really. I mean, they set that up. They set that up because they were trying to bring ECW back, or they were trying to bring up WWECW.
1: Yeah, about to so, say, yeah, you better watch that.
2: Yeah, and and. And when and they set it up so that he could bring he could not only win the championship, but he could bring back the ECW title and and resurrect it. So, so they could have a title, they can have a belt for the show.
1: Only to kill it. Ain't that some shit.
2: Right. Now, first person to lose the briefcase in a defense. So remember, everybody everybody that's had the money in the bank briefcase has defended it at some point. So who was the first person to lose his briefcase in a defense of the briefcase?
1: Mm. Wasn't well Baron Corbin lost when he cashed it in.
2: Right. Baron Corbin lost. Um yeah. God. It's like who really thinks about money in the bank? Uh Jinder Mahal? No.
1: Uh, I'm drawing a blank on that one, man.
2: Mister
1: Kennedy. Oh yeah, that was right before he went to TNA.
2: This is this this would, this would be Edge's second holding, the first person to hold it twice.
1: Yeah. That's when he was with Vicky, though. At that point, right?
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Lost, he lost to the Edge, and then Edge wound up going to SmackDown, and he and he uh, wound up cashing in the next night.
1: Yeah, and, and Kennedy went through TNA to be Mister Anderson. Right. No
2: Matrix. Right. Okay. The shortest time anyone has ever held the briefcase.
1: Same pay, same pay per view. Nope. What are you talking about? Somebody want to end the pay per view and cash it in at the same night.
2: Right, but there have been many of them. But how many? But this one is the shortest. Had it the shortest amount of time. Who has the record for holding the money in the bank briefcase the least amount of time to cash it in?
1: Oh damn! See, James, you got to put this in production though, so I can. Go back and no, because so.
2: you, you'll go. You'll be researching it. It won't be Why? fun. That's it's a fun. lot. Of, you could ask a lot of questions. <laughs> God damn, motherfucker! Shit. Not when you're you on, not when you're concentrating on one thing. I mean, you know, this Money in the Bank, like you said, it has what? This is WrestleMania coming up. What? Thirty-six is coming up, right? Yeah. No, motherfucker. so. Times. I mean, we're only talking about from twenty-one. So thir- twenty-one from thirty-six. That's fifteen years. Come on. Uh wasn't it Edge? No, it was not Edge.
1: Uh actually wasn't it a female? Wasn't it Carmella? No. Damn. Who the fuck?
2: Batman? It was Kane. Kane he he turn- held Kane held the Money in the Bank briefcase for 49 minutes. He wanted in the beginning. He wanted in, in the in the match. Then he turned around and went to the uh, title match and cashed it in on Rey Mysterio. Same night, though. Yeah, well, I guess yeah. yeah
1: same you know, night. Same that night. Was the shortest one. Yeah.
2: Now, who's held the Money in the Bank briefcase? For the longest time before they cashed it out. Cashed it in.
1: Oh, man. I I, I know that was pretty recent because they cashed it in at WrestleMania. Was it Seth Rollins? Nope.
2: I'll try to make it easy on you. It was a woman.
1: Then then it had to have been Carmella.
2: Carmella held for 287 days. I thought Seth had his for a while, too. He did, but actually the longest person to hold the money, the longest male wrestler to hold it was Edge at 280 days, and that was for his first win. It seemed
1: like freaking, uh, maybe he just did so many promos with it. It seemed like Seth had it. For a long time. It's like every time you turn around, he's just talking about it and having it, like, God dang.
2: Okay, so, last question. i let, I let you off the hook. <clears throat> now, we've already named John Cena, and you already said Baron Corbin were two people who lost the Money in the Bank briefcase. Actually, John Cena actually won his match by disqualification, but he still lost the, br- the briefcase. Right. In SmackDown, they said that there were four people who lost the money in the bank briefcase. Can you name the other two?
1: Jeez, <clears throat> uh, James. Now you quizzing me on the shows? God, I didn't put that in my uh production notes. Um
2: Uh, one's wrestling uh, now And one's not wrestling In WWE anymore
1: That's a lot of motherfuckers Give me a gimmick hint I got a Lifeline or something
2: Okay I'll give you a gimmick hint On one of them Copycat
1: Oh uh, Damien Sandow
2: Damian Sandow wound up losing. Yes, yeah, straight up on the loss. And who was the other one? Uh,
1: you know, gimme, give gimme, give gimme, give gimme, kid on the
2: other one? He actually lost it on a no contest.
1: What's the gimmick me hit?
2: Phone a friend? He's, re- he's, re- he's, re- he's wrestling in this said, Money in the Bank, in, in this Money in the Bank pay-per-view.
1: Uh, wait a minute! Uh, no, Thomas Warren's in there? Um, who the hell is in? Bray uh, Mysterio?
2: Not necessarily in the in the match, but in the pay per oh. view.
1: Then that would have to be uh. uh actually, no, no,
2: huh? I don't know. Braun Strowman. Oh yeah.
1: I was thinking that, but I was like, no, 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 maybe. I, I kind of swore he, he did something with that. But, yeah, that's right, dude. That was when they didn't really give him any opportunities for anything.
2: Yeah he, didn't, yeah, he wasn't winning anything. So, you know, for him to win money in the bank, he wound up losing it. But he lost it on a no contest.
1: Right. Yes, I, I remember that now.
2: Okay, so let's see. Your score was?
1: John Cena.
2: John Cena.
1: Yeah. That's motherfucking right. That's an extra Nubian. So James's James's new thing is uh Jeparity, where he he likes to <laughs> ask you questions about some stuff that you didn't even know you was getting asked questions about. So last week we talked about production meetings and how nobody was reading the damn notes. Now we're just having, we're just throwing segments in there. Just,
2: yeah, you know, you, know, you bring it, bring, bring, bring brings a little something extra to everything. You know, the people, the people you like up. trivia questions. Yeah, ask because the people I, the trivia questions. And, and I'm you doing this me. for the people. And Man. speaking of that,
1: the motherfuckers ain't paying me yet. The
2: rock. Oh, yeah.
1: You, that
2: you mean that's first day?
1: That. Rock's nice guy named Jay. You can't really call Dwayne motherfucker. I mean, you know, you really can't. feels wrong, don't it? <laughs> I mean, you had to hit with the Michael Blackson that mother sucker.
2: And it's also my father's 75th birthday, so shout out to dad. Yep.
1: Happy he gets, birthday.
2: He gets to share, he gets, no. The Rock gets to share the birthday with my dad. Oh, that's motherfucking nice. You
1: warm my heart right there. You get a piece of candy for that. So, now that James is taking us through money in the bank, whatever you want to call that, let's get into the next part of today's motherfucking show. And my question is, do you think AEW is starting to strike gold? So, we've had the setup all along for this TNT championship. And now it's going to be Cody versus Lance Archer. One-on-one to become the TNT championship. So now any betting man is going to put their money on Cody. And that's the championship he's going to win. It's going to be a long match. It's going to be a grueling match, a double or nothing. But yeah, you could pretty much lock on that. But then... We asked, uh, asked you guys a question whether or not a couple weeks ago, if you think the WWE's win on becoming an essential business in El Florida is helping AEW and what is happening now? Da, da, da. They are going live next week from Jacksonville with Mox as the headlining attraction for this live show. And then, we've got the Jewel of the Nile, speaking of Chris Jericho, and the Inner Circle bunch videos, which featured arguably one of the best segments that we've had in a long time, bringing a a good throwback to some of the old days of cinema, where you had those interesting pratfalls and everything else that's going on, with uh, Manitoba Melee. So James is AEW starting to hit a stride and striking gold coming off of WrestleMania time.
2: I popped so hard on that Manitoba melee. It, 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 I, I, was, I was just laughing through that whole thing. And and then when I saw Dave, uh, uh not Dave, but um Jay and Silent Bob on there.
1: Oh god, yeah. <laughs>
2: And I, mean, there was no that I missed it. I didn't know who they were, but and then at the end with Vicky Guerrero, yes, and that throwback to that match that she had. Oh, in, uh, in WrestleMania, oh my god,
1: I did that want her to say thing. excuse me though, she, it's not like they could prevent yeah, her from saying bad. excuse she,
2: me. That was better. That was everybody was expecting her to say excuse me, but that one was better. That was way better. Yeah, she did. i like the way i like that she pulled that one out, but yeah, um. Yeah, and and you saw what I sent you, right? Which which part? You sent a lot. I I, I sent you the, the the boss bitch fight challenge. Yeah, with all the with, with all the actresses in there, like Halle Berry and um Dana, Dar, Daryl Hannah, who came mm-hmm. who uh, revised her um uh her um Kill Bill character. Mm-hmm. Even had to even had the uh, song on there, the the whistle. Oh <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah, that- that that, that, that that was equally that as was
1: good. Fun. They had they went over the. I mean, when they were, oh my god, rolling off furniture and everything, like oh my god, they are yeah, really
2: I mean, they going were, in. They were actually getting in on that, but yeah, but going back to AEW though, yeah, they they've got to they've got to pull some things out of their hat, you know, because I mean, for them for that to be taped first of all, and for them for that to go up against what AEW, um, NXT was doing, and they knew it was going NXT. Uh, NXT was going to be live that week. Yeah, that I, that that was impressive to me for them to actually come out and have that have done that because I don't know how you don't know how long it's been since they take that. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, for them to come out and and have that, and then to have that match that they had with um with uh Cody and uh Dar uh, Darby Allen, which was a great match, and it don't was. Apologize. And don't be surprised if Darby doesn't go heel. I'm seeing a heel turn.
1: You think it in inner circle here t- heel turn, no, or no, just
2: no, just just a heel turn going after Cody. It's gonna be just somebody else going after Cody real hard, or or or, he'll, or him just going after the whole roster because he's not getting to where he needs to be, or he's not he doesn't seem to be appreciated, or something of that nature. But he's gonna turn heel, just the way that. He was looking at Cody and the way that he was acting in that match and toward the end and everything. He's going to turn heel, which wouldn't be a bad thing for him because, I mean, there needs to be a few more heels in there, especially with uh MJF not wrestling. I mean, he's supposed to show up next week, but we don't know if he's going to be wrestling. And if he's not wrestling, I mean, that goes along with the attraction thing that I was talking about a few weeks ago, um, him being the like the Andre the Giant of AEW because. The boy is too good mm-hmm. on television every week. He doesn't need to be on television anymore. He just needs to make an occasional appearance just like he is. Now, now. hold on.
1: Hold on. Because you know that that's uh, a, a gripe of a fellow Sideline Junkie member who motherfucking ain't here. Talk about Brock Lesnar saying he don't
2: like that. Yeah, but the, but he doesn't have a belt. There's a difference. Now, like I said, when back in the day, when you had a traveling champion and you had uh, Rick Flair, and you didn't see him on television what? all the time, you know that was that was that was what what was needed. I mean, back then you couldn't have him on television all the time, but you got to have. You were seeing too much of MJF at, 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 at in the beginning, and now that you haven't seen him that much, you're looking forward to seeing him. Like I said, I'll keep, and I keep quoting Jim Cornette, you can't miss somebody if they're always there. So now people are, are feeling for MJF now. When is he coming back? When is he going to wrestle again? Who is he going to go up against? That's what, we, that's what he's, he needed for that. He needed that. So, yeah, and that goes all with what's going on with this question. So yeah. then you got – And it's good for Wardlow as well. It's good for Wardlow because it, because now Wardlow is actually wrestling, and he's wrestling on his own. So he he's not he doesn't have MJF on the outside helping him with his matches. He's 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 going through these matches clean, even though they're squash matches. But still, you're still seeing Wardlow as Wardlow without any help, without yeah. any assistance. So that that's that's beneficial for him, and um, you and then you had the Cody. Lance Archer match, which was a very good which was a very good match. I didn't expect it to be that physical. But then I should have probably known because he was they were gonna use he was gonna use Dustin uh-huh. to let Cody know this is what you got coming. I agree, so, but
1: the 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 only thing I didn't like was the final seconds of that where we got the towel, and Dust is like, "Don't throw in a towel." All you see, Lance Archer do is just do the claw, and then kind of beat his head on the ground, and did one, two, three.
2: Well, that was that I wanted a
1: little bit finisher. more than that.
2: That started to be his finisher once he toward the end of his New Japan run. So he start he started picking that up toward the end of his New Japan run. So he's got he's going to use that. That's going to be his finisher, pretty I, much. It just
1: didn't come across as devastating I guess as I would like it to be. Like they were so they were almost back out. Yeah. Cause they were almost really honing in that Rocky when um when Apollo dies. I'm like, oh man, you, you I felt like that same feeling like throw in the towel rock. Throw in the towel. Don't you throw in the towel. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah and, I get that.
1: So that's why I thought they were gonna go all the way with that, but then it just didn't come across as, as menacing and and destructive as I wanted it to be to lead up to that final because even if well, you edit it to they, could they, you they could have reshot it they could have reshot it.
2: They didn't have, want to give you everything because they're gonna they're gonna give you everything for the match against Cody. Yeah so
0: they would they
2: they were just gonna use they were just use Dustin as like yeah. You thought this was bad. Wait till I get Cody in the ring and win that belt.
1: And that'll be interesting because that would be a controversial call. I mean, I'm pretty much saying Cody's going to be the lock for that just because he can't get any other belt. But for Archer to win, I wouldn't mind seeing that happen. And that'll be one of those times where the ref gets knocked out. If I was going to book it, Jake slides into the ring. Hits the DDT. That's one of those. It's Jake the Snake Roberts. You don't get up. It is what it is. And then Archer hits his finisher, and that's how he becomes champion off the the, the heels of Jake.
2: Jake that does, would be dope. Jake's not even going to be a ringside.
1: I, I know, but I mean, I'm just saying, if if there was going to, if he not be, may not be a ringside, but if it was possible, then Jake would show up at the ring. Because you're going to have Jake there. You would have, let's say, MJF may show up. Then you may also have Sean Spears show up, which means that you're going to have to have Dustin come out. You're going to have to have Marshall come out. So then you got a lot of elements at the ring that could that lead kills to the Lance, ref get- though.
2: That kills Look, Lance.
1: Not necessarily. That
2: kills, that kills Lance because you. He's done all this destruction and whatnot. He's yeah, done all this stuff. You, you can still save the, that. And then all of st- a sudden, you're going to need these help? No, no, no.
1: You don't need – nah, that, no, no, no. you, you I mean, it's Jake Roberts. So if Jake gonna slide in the ring and do the DDT. But that sets up for a whole nother opportunity. That sets up for a cage match. That's It's just building the future of what you can do from that because you have so many elements to pull from. So now you can have Cody and QT versus – Spears and Archer. You know, you could do a couple different things with it to build and add more over the next couple dynamites or to the next pay per view. Whatever you would like to do, it could be a six man steel cage, whatever. They, <laughs> but it gives it
2: gives more that to the straight up though.
1: Yeah, but then after that, it's like okay, you beat Cody and Cody lost everything again. Now what do you do with Cody? You
2: you you. Who's you,
1: the next person to come in? and target him on his back. The only thing Uh, that would make sense would be uh
2: Cody. It would be Cody. Because look No I'm saying Cody's gonna Lance he can't give Lance the belt. Give Lance the belt. Give Lance the belt. Okay. Now you got this whole storyline of like of Cody. This is the only chance I have at a belt. This is the only chance I have of being a champion in AEW. I got to go after Lance. I think I got got the and I got the the, the wrestling no, would it would be you've had wrestle you had uh, storylines like that all the time. Cody yeah, but, is their biggest face right now, so you want you want Cody to actually. Orange Cassidy
1: is their biggest face. Well, or we'll say the most over face.
2: The most over. I'll I'll give you over. I'll give you most over, but. I mean, it's just like any other babyface. You know, the, the whole thing about a babyface is them fighting and fighting and fighting until they get, they, they reach the goal that they're looking for. Cody's goal is to be a champion. The only way he's going to be able to get, have, be a champion is to have this TNT belt. Yeah, and but he Lance fought and lifted, fought
1: to face Jericho, he fought and fought and got whipped to face MJF. Now you said you want him to fight and fight and fight to hopefully beat Archer.
2: Then he's gonna but have to fight and lost, fight. But Once they lost, lost to them, they ended it. This yeah, is gonna he, be run, this is gonna be the one that runs.
1: I don't know, James. I, I think there needs to be uh a, a little a little spice to it. And and that may be the, the need for the WWE esque in it, but I think there needs to be just a tad bit of spice. Cause other than that the only thing that would intrigue my interest is if Cody, you would have a a little bit more issue in the Elite and you would have Kenny Omega versus Cody at some point.
2: Well, see, they've already shut down all the um, animus within the Elite because they pretty much eliminated um, Adam Page. They haven't talked about Adam Page. Yeah, I mean...
1: But we got COVID going on, so in a perfect world, if things were still normal,
2: then we they would still have a, something. They could take a camera crew to wherever because he is. And we also
1: up. haven't seen Pac in a while and, 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 and other things. So, I mean, there's still a lot of moving and shaking that could be done. I mean, it's actually better for the industry because it's put a, a, a pause on as much as was going on. So it's leaving them with opportunities and storylines that could be built without burning it up over these last couple of months. But
2: I don't know. I mean, we'll have to see. Well, I, mean, I like the I like the old school studio NWA feel of AW right now because you got a yeah. lot and and, and and WWE is doing it too a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You can you got see all that these guys that. Coming in. you got all these guys that are coming in from these smaller organizations and whatnot, like the Leon Ruffs and the uh what's the Allen Angels and all mm-hmm. these guys that are coming in and they're having these matches and they're getting seen and whatnot. So I mean that that's old, that's old school, mid-Atlantic studio wrestling, yep. which I appreciate. And it also gives them, like I said, it gives them the opportunity to be seen. It all, and like you said, it does save the storylines. And it gives them an opportunity to tweak the storylines or do whatever they need to do to build up on the storylines, to bring them back up whenever they start going yep. live again or getting crowds in there again. Yep. So, and- yeah, I mean, it's, 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 good. it's good that they're doing this. So, uh, going back to the question. We always want to go back to the question. Is AEW striking gold right now? I think they are. Now, what they, are they, how are they going to do now that they're going back to live, uh, live wrestling? What are they going to do? Who they going to, they're bringing back MJF. Uh, they, got this, they got this potential heel turn for Darby Allin. Uh, you got the, the TNT Championship coming up. Uh you got uh Moxley, the Moxley match coming up. So yeah. it, it, and they're gonna have to they're gonna have to bring some wood against NXT for next week because you got Charlotte defending mm-hmm. against Steel Shirai and you got Adam Cole against the Velveteen Dream. And it's gonna be interesting what happens on that show you know it's they're they gonna be they're gonna be bringing some heat now the very the, even it, this week is going to be interesting but I'm actually looking forward to the following week because they both got competition on the 13th oh really there's a UFC card on mm-hmm. ESPN plus. That's pretty much heavyweight laden, a heavyweight laden card on on, uh, the 13th. So it's going to be interesting if they bring that aspect into their shows as to, wow, we need to really do something to bring an audience because we got somebody from, we got Dana White coming in talking about, hey, let me get a piece of this pie.
1: Yep. Emanating from Florida and not an island this time. So it's gonna be interesting. Oh, buddy. they're gonna be
2: in Jackson, they're gonna be in Jacksonville too.
1: That's what I said. Emanating from Florida, yeah. Yeah,
2: they're gonna be in Jacksonville. Right? They're gonna, be, they're gonna be like right down um, damn near right down Neighbors. the street. Yeah. hmm So yeah, it's gonna be it's it, these next couple of weeks are gonna be pretty interesting. I agree with that. Oh, and um Let's see. It's been a a few minutes, so motherfucker.
1: Ah, yes. And that's how you (laughs) motherfucking end the first half of the show. So all you mother... I'm not even going to say it at the end. We're just going to go to break. We're going to have the motherfucking push. And when we come back, we're going to get that hot fire motherfucking rundown. We'll be back before you know it.
0: What's up everybody, it's Delonte representing the Junkies and welcome to yet another installment of The Push. Now, um, before I get into my spill for this week, I wanted to salute um, the great Triple H, 25 years, um, not only being in the game, but being in the game. Um, We salute you, Hunter, uh, Hall of Fame wrestler, Great executive, um, you know you, you you really, you know took the business and and you know just, home you know owned it, owned it pretty much, um, if not Shane, if not Stephanie, we definitely see you as the successor to you know kind of take over the day by day operations of WWE. Speaking of which, um, this week I wanted to. Um, kind of throw a curveball per se and talk about a man, a man who you know has been around for many, many years. Um, I'm talking about Vince McMahon. Um, there was a report that came out, not sure if it was true or not, um, but I believe that the sources were pretty credible that, the WWE, well, Vince, he was kind of, you know, this whole pandemic has him in, you know, just ready to let it go mode. And let it go, you know, for me to uh, elaborate, he's thinking about uh, selling WWE um, to ESPN and Fox. Um. Me, personally, I don't want him to sell WWE. If anything, just kinda let Triple H, as I mentioned um mere 20 seconds ago, and Stephanie, um, you know, let them kinda take, you know, kinda take over. You know, they, they, I believe they still know, they know what's relevant. They know what's best for business, and they know what would help get the ratings out of the graveyard. Now, um, now for the most part, it's not their fault. Um, you know, a lot of fans aren't going to gravitate towards watching a wrestling program where there's no audience. Um, that's kind of difficult. It's kind of like watching. What's the? General Hospital days of my Lives. That's like a person who don't like Soap operas watching those shows I just mentioned And you know Having to You know kind of stick by um, Now with some states And some companies Starting to kind of Ease up a bit On restrictions uh, Remains to be seen what WWE they're going to do In this instance but As far as Vince go, you know, he's been entertaining for so many years. Uh, Good guy, bad guy. I personally, I like him as a bad guy um, because he's, you know, believable, you know, yet hilarious. Um, I don't think he should sell. I'm pretty sure a lot of, you know, wrestling fans don't think he should sell. If anything, you just got to ride this storm out. You know, we're all riding this storm out. Um, you know, it's 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 tough. It's typical. It's what they call the new norm. You know, um, events with no crowds, uh, masks, uh gloves, um, you know, it's the new norm. But you know, like like I always believe we're gonna get through this. We're gonna get through this and we're gonna come out of this better and stronger. Uh and more awareness in regards to, you know, how to move um, going forward. Um, But, you know, we're talking about uh, uh, a business that's been around. um, I'm early 40s, so this has been around. I've been, you know, just kind of sitting in front of the TV watching wrestling since I was eight, nine maybe seven. Um, it was Hulk Hogan, you know, the whole rock and roll wrestling. It was Roddy Piper, Mr. Wonderful, Macho Man, Tito Santana. Um, you know, Vince McMahon, He he's responsible for all of that. He's responsible for Hulkamania. He's responsible for the Ultimate Warrior, Shawn Michaels, The Rock, Stone Cold, Ted DiBiase, uh, Virgil, Bret the Hitman heart. I can go on and on as far as naming people, but Again, I do not think he should sell the WWE to ESPN and Fox. I hope um, is a misprint or the you know, it's just a you know, a, a source or, or you know, that just, I don't know. But hope, you know, for he does what's best with business, change his mind, keep the company, ride out the storm, um, they will bounce back. They will bounce back. And if you want to step down, that's fine, he can step down. But he has three successors that can take over and that can actually kind of elevate uh, the company. Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. Um, even the uh, the UK division. So I wanna salute Vince McMahon and also you know wanna kinda you know, reach out with my police and do not sell to w- to ESPN or Fox. Um, not sure how Fox is going to, you know, handle an acquisition of such as WWE and then ESPN. Uh, I don't know what we're doing, what they're going to do with it. But, you know, um, let's just hope for the best. This is Delonte representing the Sideline Junkies. Um, shout out to the brothers KG, the Don, and the Black Sumo. Um, everybody stay safe. You know, continue to wear your mask. Adhere to your, you know your state and local governments policies, and we will see you all next week. Peace.
1: Motherfucker, 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 motherfuck, motherfuck. It is time for the Hot Fire Rundown, commonly known as the Dylon segment, because who's the best rapper? Dylon. The best storyteller? Dylon. The best wrestler? Dylon. The best Dylon? Dylon and Dylon. That's right, they're twins. So we're going to cover some Love Hot that. Fire. Damn, man, really? Fuck we, Whoa, 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 whoa! Now we're not getting sponsored by Dialon at all.
2: Not at all. Dialon at all. Dial-On can't sponsor himself.
1: Or cheesecake, or making it a band. No relation. So, uh, just, just, man, it's COVID. You, you got to give Dialon a chance.
2: Damn. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to meet my quota. Fuck I'll, Dialon.
1: All right, I, I Dialon that.
2: can go fuck himself.
1: So, (laughs) here (laughs) it
2: is. Oh, God.
1: All right. Thank you, Sam. (laughs) Motherfucker. (laughs) All right. So, yeah, that's what happens when you go full Sam Jackson. (laughs) So, the hot fire dialogue rundown is going to work like this. There's a lot of popcorn, different specialized things that happen this week we're just going to give our quick results and, and input and feelings and emotions and motherfucking thought process to it. So the first thing, you texted me about it. You sent me the message because I called it a couple weeks ago. The modern day Mahalaja. Jinder Mahal is motherfucking back in the WWE. Perfect timing or what?
2: Fuck okay, him too.
1: That's... That's all right. So, speaking of getting the fucked over award, I now present it to Apollo Cruz. Why? Because he was looking great when it matches moving forward, and they said, "Oh yeah, yeah, you know you fuck right, you ain't went, yeah, you're out." So, Apollo Cruz's enju- injury—do you think it's a shoot, or you think it was real? I'm sorry, or you think it was uh, a work? I think
2: it's a work, and he'll be future. United States champion.
1: <laughs> like, dang man, I thought you was gonna say paper champion. Give truth a chance. MVP is he the new motherfucking GM?
2: No, he's gonna start a stable. He's gonna do the same. He's gonna do the same thing for SmackDown that Selena's doing for Raw. He's gonna start a stable. And I told you about that tag team, Chain Thorne and Brandon Vick. I told you. They were going to start running with them.
1: So, yeah. All right, but here's my question, though. Zelina's not making matches. How the hell is MVP motherfucking making matches?
2: Zelina is making matches. She made the match for the United States title. That um, Yeah, but that's one.
1: MVP's over here talking like, oh, and next week, or oh, and this, tonight. Like, how are you making matches in a GM form you're not the GM?
2: Because he's so a so- manager. That's what managers do. No,
1: they manage. They don't make a match.
2: Who tell me? Tell me one. Tell me one wrestling manager in the history of wrestling that has never made a match.
1: Harvey Wimpleman. Bullshit. What did he make a match?
2: He's made plenty of matches. I don't remember that. Virgil. They make they make matches and then what, oh well. it has been confirmed? What <laughs> right. When <laughs> Virgil make
1: a match? Tell me about Virgil. How about that?
2: wasn't a manager; he was a valet.
1: Oh my god! He didn't manage people. He was no. a manager? He was a valet in the NWO.
2: He was he was less than a valet. He was a flunky in the NWO. <laughs> that motherfucker ain't worth a goddamn. <laughs>
1: oh man, you know what? Just make sure when you see him sitting all by his motherfucking lonesome at the autograph table, you get his motherfucking autograph. That's all I'm saying.
2: Hey, look. They they gave they gave him a couple of dollars to be in the Manitoba melee, so he all right right now.
1: And then just walk up to him and be like, "Oh snap, motherfucking Wayne Brady! Can you sign this?"
2: <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even degrade Wayne Brady like that. Oh god!
1: They'd be like, oh man! Like all oh, us ball headed people don't look alike. Like exactly. yeah, he, yeah, you're right. Sorry, right. Drake Maverick. Why the fuck did
2: he win this week? Because like really? They had, they had, they couldn't, really? they, they couldn't owe for him. I'm surprised. They, oh, really? I'm surprised they made, um, hello, Ruby Wright Ruby Wa- Ruby is
1: calling. Why did I lose to Liv Morgan twice? Drake Maverick couldn't lose twice. Really?
2: Not in this situation. They got to make it, they got to make it interesting. I mean, they, they're trying to make it so that it's doubtful that he's actually going to going to okay. end up finally being fired. So They've already. Ruby would
1: have cried on Twitter. they already talking about renewing his
2: contract.
1: So if Ruby would have cried, would she still potentially have a contract, and would have beaten Live? Is that it, what you're saying? It could be. I'm. I mean, I understand he gave the feels. I was like, I was feeling it in my heart too. But, dang, that's gonna I mean, be an interesting way of, to come back in. Like, so you get they, your job plus back for
2: crying? They're trying to push Liv Morgan. They ain't necessarily trying to push uh, um, Drake Maverick. They just How about they come up with a character for Liv Morgan? I don't know what her character is. That's true, too. Yeah, they started off trying to put together one, and then they cut it off. And now she's just (laughs) Liv Morgan. (laughs) Because she
1: she was trying to be (laughs) Harley Quinn. I'm sorry, 976 Alexa Bliss is already doing it.
2: No, nah, that was she was doing that when she was with the Riots she was with the Riot squad. They were trying to start up a lesbian storyline when they she when they brought when they recreate when they uh rebranded her. Yeah, she was, but all, yeah, she was supposed to be hair, in um go back to, supposed to be her in hair a lesbian storyline with uh, man with uh, Mandy Rose, I think. She
1: had the Harley Quinn store uh, hairstyle right before she came out on the Lana segment. So she was Harley Quinning it. Without really Harley, I'm like, why does she look like Alexa Bliss? She needs to have a distinctive character of understanding. And I agree. Same thing with Dana Brooke, because Dana Brooke is Dana Brooke. So I don't understand.
2: I don't know what Dana Brooke Brooke is uh, is like the cheerleader type that is just trying to
1: get. I don't even get the cheerleader, dude.
2: So you know, all the flips and.
1: It's like you're a cheerleader, you're a bodybuilder.
2: Yeah, she's yeah, all she all that she just but who she's just are trying you? to show off her athletic skill and her agility and all that and that and you know they trying you to can, you try, can flip trying all
1: day long until you get that three count and you're like, oh I lost again. Yeah, because we don't know who you are. Just saying the
2: Italian, the Italian stallion.
1: Just saying. She almost had a thing if she would have kept parlaying in that Batista situation. And then started doing a Batista bomb the way it was set up. That Batista would do it and, and make it into something. We could have went with together. that. Were they really together?
2: They were really together. She's got a new boyfriend now.
1: Yeah, cause she couldn't she can't probably hang with the schedule. But who knows? I don't know. Who knows what's going on with that? That's a whole other okay. thing.
2: And you know... Batista was giving her that Ben's Chili Bowl half-smoked. half, half, half smoke on a, She probably couldn't handle that. No,
1: well, it is what it is. Speaking of which, Candace LeRae as a heel. I'm kind of digging it.
2: I'm digging it, too.
1: I think she finally found her character because she was, pardon the expression, extra vanilla the rest of the time. She was... Another one of those you kind of forget about. It didn't matter. Only reason why you recognized her is because of Gargano. No,
2: now, not, not necessarily. Not necessarily.
1: Because yeah. she would come out when she's by herself, and her their opponent, Candace LeRae, is like, okay, well, whatever. You losing this one, and then we move on. I didn't feel emotionally connected to Candace.
2: Well, now, and, I got I've a little bit Candace more in feel. The indie, so, uh, I've seen Candace in the Indies, so. I mean, she, unle- until you see the video of the tag team match she was in against the Young Bucks, and Matt Jackson put on that thumbtack spike Nike and super kicked her <laughs> in the face of which she still has the scars on her face from that, until you see that, you, when you see that, you'll have a whole new respect for Candace Lerae. I'm trying to tell you. Well, why don't you show me the motherfucking video? I will send you that motherfucking video.
1: I mean, this is the new age. There is a certain thing called the You Got Tube.
2: I, and exactly, and it's on YouTube too. As a matter of fact, well, well NBC, how about you in the YouTube 200th it? episode of Being the Elite? He actually brought the boot back, the, the uh, Nike back, and he and and attempted to hit um, Nick with it. So yeah, it was it was throwback to that match. So yeah, I, I'll say I'll find it and send it to you. You got to see that.
0: <laughs> no, I...
2: That's just like that's just like that Reddit video that probably isn't on there anymore. When uh, Oscar went five minutes with Minoru Suzuki and he threw her around like a rag doll on yeah, a you shoot. Can't, you can't you
1: can't show that stuff these days.
2: Man, I mean when he threw in, I say he beat her like a man. He beat her like a man. That's why anybody talk bad about Oscar got to deal with me.
1: And that double D. That's it. So what's your impression of Dexter Loomis? I'm seeing a lot of opportunity with this guy. Potentially, if parlayed correctly and and curated correctly and and the treatment is right, he could be another breakout like a Bray Wyatt. The key, in my opinion, is going to be when he opens his mouth. Because he could go say, from Brave Potential say. to Luke Harper. No disrespect to Luke know. Harper, but we see the difference in WWE versus AEW and Potential.
2: He's so not tell me, me what you thought. One word. I've watched him since he was Samuel Shaw in Impact. And he has, very, he has said very little as far as promos is concerned. He does not talk. His whole gimmick is the eyes. He based it. He bases his whole gimmick off of Dexter. Remember that show? Mm-hmm. When he was in, the, when he was in T, I think it, it might have still been TNA, but in Impact, he based, he, he was Samuel Shaw, and he and he was pretty much the Dexter character. You know, he was going around stalking women and whatnot, and you know, and he would stalk stalk other wrestlers and whatnot with, it, with whoever he was wrestling or he in the storyline with at the time. And he never said a word. His whole thing was about his actions and the eyes. And, they brought, and that's, that's why they brought him in. And uh, That's why his name is Dexter. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, so that
1: means that him and Nia Jax can both walk out together and just look all around the arena. And there you go.
2: You not like something. most girls. Exactly. But yeah, he's got a lot of potential. I mean, just to be, just to be that stock, because even even in that match the week before, when um, he was in the ta- when he wound up getting into the tag team match with Velveteen Dream against the um, Undisputed Era. Yep. They did the wide shot, which they always do, but for some reason it was a little off center, and they showed, and I, I had to I had to go back, I had to rewind it back. I was like, who was that in the background? There's somebody in the background and they highlight it and they put in the spotlight. Who's that? And it was him. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, 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 well, I wonder which one he's going after. Is he, and then he comes out helping the Velveteen Dream. You know, he's putting himself in position. They, they set him up so they could put himself in position to be noticed. Right. And that brought, and that brought him out. Because he doesn't have, like you said, he's not, he's not going to be shooting, cutting any promos or whatever. So he's got to interject himself any way that he can. And that was the best way to do it for him right at that point. He interject himself into that match. And now you see him. He's, he's had a couple of matches on shows recently. Uh, he, they're going to eventually, he's, he's eventually going to end up going um, against somebody or putting them in a storyline he might be the one kidnapping everybody. Yeah. He might be the
1: one behind me. Yeah, I I see the the writing on the wall and the potential. If it's done correctly, this could be through the roof awesome. Now, the only problem is it's through the roof awesome in NXT. But what he translates to the to the, the main sections of Raw and SmackDown, because I'm not going to say main roster, but main sections of Raw and SmackDown, it's going to be lost. And that's, that's my know. only downfall.
2: I don't know. I because
1: mean, you're going you, to be mid-carded. Like, you're going to be mid-carded. He, he, at,
2: he's mid-carded, but he's mid-carded now in NXT.
1: No, but he can so, main event NXT.
2: Right, at some but, point. But then he. But then when he when when he gets introduced into Raw or SmackDown,
1: Yeah, Yeah. and the raw three-hour special, he's not going to be a main event. Without, that's one of those you need a Paul Heyman, a Sami Zayn, somebody that, or or, Zelina Vega, somebody that could do the talking to bridge the gap. And, And it could be Zelina, and she's talking, and all you see is him just walk by. He's never in the promo. And like, well, why is he never in your promos? He doesn't have to be. You okay, just let see. me put. You could do like a, a double shot or something. What?
2: Let me throw Let me throw this at you. How long did they run the Raw General Manager through that laptop?
1: Oh damn, there a year.
2: When did you actually hear the voice of the of the Raw of the Raw General Manager? Every week, because the raw, oh you did was, oh you did it was Dago Michael it. Cole.
1: You, it, <laughs> <right. It> was, <laughs> that was but the you voice, of the, voice took, of the raw general manager Because it took him a year to figure out who it was going to be But truthfully right. it was Michael Cole That's right. all that mattered to me I didn't care about Hornswoggle I cared about Can I have your attention please That was the voice of the raw general manager I would have marked out If the raw anonymous general manager Really was Michael Cole That would have been a mind screw right there so, hey, man, you getting up reading your own message, acting like you somebody else, creating all this chaos.
2: Come on. That'd be awesome. I'm just saying it would be it would be awesome for me Also, if, if they did that. I mean, it could be just like when Sting came back as the crow. Sting! 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 Sting did not say one word for eight months. What well, James Dylan, what's wrong with you, Sting? What's wrong with you? What do you want? What do you want? All he did was come out with that, come out of the come out of the Raptors somewhere with a crow on his arm or that bat or whatever, came in, did his business and he left. I'm not gonna that lie. Could be Dexter Loomis.
1: That first time he came down for the raptors, tell me he wasn't clutching your heart. I was like, oh God, oh God, oh God. <laughs> Please don't let this be an own heart situation. Oh, the first time I heard Rest that music, peace. yeah. The
2: first time I heard that music, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, what's about to happen?"
1: Yeah, man. Then you heard the little raven crowing, then and I stuff. saw. Him
2: come, then I saw him come down, straight down into the ring on that on that on that rope and whatnot. I was like, "This motherfucker."
1: Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying. Under the right situation, that could be Dexter in NXT already. They just have a tendency, Bianca Belair. Unfortunately, at this moment, you got the freaking diamond, and now you're just mucking
2: it up. What do they do, that's what they do. Come on. But look, what they, what? look, look at, look at what, what they did with um, uh,
1: wait, 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 what they
2: did on. with AOP. Look what they did with um. Hold on, um, hold. don't get too deep Bart into
1: Kelly. it. Don't get deep, too deep into it. I'm just laying, a, planting a little seed for people in their minds to get. Motherfucker, thinking about this shit because when we get to the last segment in a the moment then we really gonna talk about it but we gotta finish the last bit of dialogue in a hot fire rundown and that is oh, Seamus versus Jeff Hardy the battle of the putovers <laughs> I think this actually could potentially be a really good series between the two of them
2: yeah, they need to go other. back and
1: forth.
2: Yeah. Both of them Sheamus coming off injuries. Both of them coming off injuries. Both of them got, you know, they have been their stories have been detailed on YouTube or whatever and, and Twitter and everything about them coming back. And, uh, Sheamus has come back. He doesn't he's been doing all these squash matches and talking about looking for respect through uh, Michael Cole, who keeps talking about Jeff Hardy and not him. And, you know, they 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 need each other, and they'll take care of each other. So. it's time for
1: Cole to take a bump. He needs to take a brogue. Like, he needs to be just commentating and going into the next match. Like, all right, and next, the next thing you know, he just gets brogued out of nowhere. Oh, that'd be awesome. Like, you wouldn't even be expecting it. He would just get the kick. And then Michael Cole would be out for three to four weeks. Just No. To build, just, no, no. Just, just to build no. the heat on Sheamus.
2: Look, look, you no, know, cause somebody's got to replace him. And yeah.
1: Somebody, and that's fine.
2: Anybody's gonna and if anybody's gonna replace him, nine times out of ten, it's gonna be that bullshit Mark Byron Saxton, who I hate. I hate that bastard. Actually, you know what I would do
1: that first raw? I would just have it be without Michael Cole, a one man commentator. Just to sell the This is all. Say it again. Just Corey. Just Corey. Because it's selling it. Michael Cole, we're hoping he gets better. There's nobody else. Because if you throw somebody else in, it's like, okay, well, they could just intertwine. But no, your commentator, somebody that's been there for the longest, just got the crap kicked out of him. He's out. This is all we got. It's just me. And I'm going to do my best to to come through. Corey's going to have to do what he's going to have to do. That's going to give him time to shine and really grow as, you know, eventually taking over on the raw side of things. But it's going to build that up. So then when you have the major match between Sheamus and Matt Hardy, guess who's in Matt's corner? Michael Cole. Not to call of the match, but he's just in the corner rooting for him. And then you could build from that, and Michael Cole could be the reason why Sheamus loses. Sheamus loses. I mean, you could do all kinds of things with that, but if he was just to get kicked, it's just out of, it, out of commission. He's nowhere, but we all know he's going to be in Gorilla. But just to be out, if it's not a whole month, maybe two weeks or something like that. And, it, and it's just Corey Graves. It. Selling it up. I don't see it. Why are you always hating on my ideas, man? Motherfucker. Shit, I'm tired of this. That's why we're going to the last segment, you hating. you, you started to get too drunk. You're getting hated, ready? Right? Go smoke
2: something. I am. <laughs> I'd like to another one, because this one's about going.
1: Yeah, motherfucker, you got so too excited.
2: Last, last segment will be sponsored by Punch, the Punch Chop Suey, which is a limited edition cigar that Punch has come out with, along with the uh, egg roll that they have. This is my first time smoking it, so I'll have to give you a review of it next week if y'all are interested.
1: Oh, damn. Well, okay, I was just going to say this last segment is sponsored by motherfucking Trail Mix. Why? Because I like the sweet and sour of the M&M, or they like to call them gems, and the nuts.
2: Just, yeah, just you, would like, you would like
1: nuts. <laughs> That's right, honey. That's right.
2: You sour enough. You don't need no. You don't need no more sour.
1: <laughs> well, I'm sorry. You're the heel in this situation. Did you not get the? See and you read the production notes on the last page. It say you're the motherfucking heel.
2: I'm always the heel.
1: Well then, God it's dang my,
2: it! It's in my
1: contract. Know your role and shut your mouth, jabroni.
2: Happy birthday.
1: Exactly. See, I'm glad you. I'm glad you picked up on that. So. The last discussion topic is about something that's kind of hinted towards being a possibility of heavily rumored. It's a little bit of a rumbling right now. Nothing's like erupting. But as word on the screen that Vince McMahon is in, well, they said, quote-unquote, air quotes, effort mode. But in this Samuel L. Jackson S. show. We're saying that Vince could be in motherfucking mode and what that sounds like or what they were alluding to is that Vince could be interested in selling World Wrestling Entertainment to either Fox or ESPN, which I thought was interesting. Not on the Fox side, but or ESPN, like, I'm sorry. you guys not realize who owns ESPN? It would go to Disney. <laughs> so <laughs> now, do I believe that that is true? I don't know. That's a stretch. I know Vince may be crazy, but before he got that, fuck it. I think Shane would have just ran down the street and meleeed the hell out of Vince with a baseball bat. We talking Bernie Mac style, like beat him to the white meat. Well, not the white, Ir- well. the white herb meat, I guess. Uh, before that happens And then after that Then he would tag out And then Stephanie would come and beat him To the red white meat And then Linda would be like Cole You stupid So do I believe that That he's at that level Because we know there's rumors about him Selling the pay per view rights possibly and, and having that air on ESPN Plus or, or some other streaming From Fox or whatever is going on But my question, with that part aside, because I don't believe that he's selling the legacy of the McMahon family. It's not just the WWE, but the legacy of the McMahon family. Just, I'm done with it. Because that wouldn't make sense when you've got other kids that could run the business. And Triple H. But my question to you is, in your eyes, what do you see Vince in effort mode looking like?
2: what we're seeing now with that money in the bank match <clears throat> I mean he's just like I mean I, I wouldn't doubt it I mean but okay so I don't know if you know this or not but during toward the tail end of the of ECW Paul Heyman has gone on record to say that there was a deal on the table to sell e c w to disney Mhm and it was looking like it was going to happen before everything that we all we all know happened did happen so it was it's possible, and I mean. I mean, look, they've they've already bought out DC Comics, about to see DC and Marvel getting together, which nobody thought would ever happen other than the what-if stories and the mosh-ups that they had back in the 80s, late 80s. But I can see him selling. I can see him selling just to recoup money. Because he has lost a lot of money in stocks, in um, in all sorts of different ways, on with this COVID thing going on, and he's looking to try to recoup right now. So, and we don't, and even though you know you got Triple H, excuse me, you got Triple H, you got Stephanie. He's already said if he gives it to anybody, he's going to give it to Stephanie. Shane is pretty much out of the picture when it comes to taking over. And I don't even think Shane wants it because that's the reason why he left the first time because he didn't really want to get involved in it too much anymore. So I could see Vince being like, okay, I'm just going to do everything I want to do with it right now while I can, get as much get as much out of it as I can and do put out all these crazy ideas that have been on my mind that I wouldn't have done in the past, and just see what happens. And if I do get to sell it, go for okay. okay why not? I mean, the boy is probably about c dial anyway. The motherfucker ain't wrapped too tight. No way. As a matter, like my granddaddy used to say, the boy is a couple of bubbles short of plug. <laughs> motherfucker ain't wrapped too tight. Shell, He shall," my daddy would say. So yeah, I can see I can see him doing some crazy shit just to get it out of his system, put it out there, and letting it go. Because we really don't know, we really don't know if Stephanie wants to take over, not really. I mean yes, it's, a leg- it's the legacy of the family. It'd be it'd be it'd be bad to get get uh, have not have a McMahon involved in WWE at this point. I mean, we're that's what we're used to. That's what we know. I mean, that would be a very big change, not to have a McMahon involved in some type of way running the company.
1: I like it'd be a Time Warner purchase change. Just saying. It
2: could be because we don't know how we don't know how much how much. No, I'm not invested. saying Time Warner
1: buying them. I'm just saying with WCW.
2: I know what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. We don't know we don't know how invested or how much Disney or ESPN is really interested in wrestling. ESPN well, may be more so than Disney, I would think, being that it's a sports entertainment, quote unquote. But I don't know. I don't know. I mean it would be it would be interesting to see. I don't know if I would want to see it, but at this yeah. point, you know, who knows? I think
1: I think everybody is just in shock and awe panic mode. But we all know that he's got some cards to pull from the the government standpoint that can still make him whole. Vince ain't crazy. He's parlaying. But in my eyes, Vincent effort mode could be a good thing because that means, hey Vince, I got an idea for it. Do it. What do you think about? It? I don't care. Try it. So we could have those opportunities to where <laughs> Goddag on Tamina wins the championship. We could have those opportunities where Liv Morgan and, uh geez, pick a female. Carmella, win a tag team belts, Or our truth becomes heavyweight champion, finally, in the WWE. Why not? We talked about that before. This could be that opportunity where the why nots become possible. And as long as it's fleshed out enough to where at least you could get a run out of it, give it a shot. This could be where those... Hey, Vince, uh, I know you have your rules and you act like other places don't exist, but AEW is there. We're all in the same state, actually. So why don't we mention them? Why don't, when we have the Hall of Fame, why don't we put Chris Jericho in the Hall of Fame? Why not? Don't be a a douche, because we see what he's doing over there is genius, you, we see what he's done for you. Genius. Put him in a Hall of Fame. So what if he's with AEW? Who cares?
2: Hell. You know, Vince, Vince has never been one to really burn a bridge. I mean. Oh, he'll, do, he'll nuke of, a bridge. Uh, no. I mean, think about it. There have been a whole lot of wrestlers that have done him wrong in his eyes that he has cut loose and then ended up bringing back.
1: Well, yeah, because okay, he so, can rebuild the bridge. He's rich enough to rebuild the bridge, but he nuked it first. <laughs> He nuked it first. I'm just saying, in my eyes, effort could be good because you can have the opportunity to do things, break the fourth wall, engage in opportunities, talk about things that we all know is there, which would in turn do what? Revitalize people to watch the product. If Michael Cole is talking and he's saying, Shh, that's almost the same thing we saw with Y2J. What? 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 Triple H is 25th. Chris Jericho sent the congratulatory video to Triple H. gangster, Just out of respect. Now I didn't see if Triple H responded to it, but it's just a principle of the thing. It said, hey man, congratulations on 25 years. That's GOAT status to do right there. It's not about hey Tony Khan, can I? Hey Cody, can I? It's like... <laughs> I noticed, dude, congratulations. That's where we need to be at, to be able to have those conversations in the WWE, not act like these things don't exist and you're under embargo. You can't say this. You can't mention that. You can't reference this. But when we need to make some money off of it, oh, yeah, go ahead and show Matt Hardy for a brief segment in the little trailer and do this and do that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Make a T-shirt out of it. Okay. And then, yep, I'm back to it again. You can't talk about it all that needs to end and bring back kayfabe protect it a little bit more don't throw everything out into the network or in the message saying oh by the way this just happened on raw 30 seconds afterwards on twitter like really so guess what i don't need to come home and watch what i just dvr well i don't need to rush home to watch it because i know on twitter you're going to show me the, the end of the match those are the things that could change and be better with in my opinion Vince in effort move opportunity of grabbing the brass ring the evolution of ruthless aggression could be just aggression at this point i don't know that that was just that's my thought about it
2: i can could, i can could, I could see that i can see that no vince vince going um that's going that shit crazy. Could be a good thing for WWE. I mean, that's pretty much what he did with the Attitude Era.
1: And it could be a whole other level of he just walks into the boardroom or he walks into, I don't know what the room is called, where they're having a meeting and say, what do you want to do, Paul? And then just leave. Do it. <laughs> Just think about that. What would you like to do, Paul Heyman? Okay,
2: do it. Oh, I'm sure he's got something to do with his money in the bank match. We'll, we'll and, see. And, and 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 that's what and that's what um, and that's probably pretty much what he said. Yeah, fuck it. Go ahead. Yeah.
1: Tear the building up. We don't care. That lease over tomorrow. <laughs> like whatever. But hey. It's just an interesting thought, so you guys uh, out there in podcast land and motherfucking think about it, you can let us know what you think. We we care, then we may not motherfucking care, but either way, Lisa's got something for you to talk about. So, James, do you think we hit 55? I think we may have done more than that.
2: Yeah, I think we hit the old one. Somebody, somebody may, somebody may go back and count, but I think we hit the over.
1: That's good. I mean, motherfucker, 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 motherfucker.
2: And if we didn't, fuck them, motherfuckers,
1: and then go watch a negotiator, and then make sure you shoot that motherfucking bomb because he was assassinated. Two shots, center mass. Three. Was it
2: three shots in a mass? Three shots in a mass. Yeah, fuck Knee bomb was an asshole. He
1: had the goddamn tapes all along.
2: All the fucking long.
1: Get me, Sabian! All right, sorry. Uh, (laughs) I'm about to have to go watch that tonight. But either way, we appreciate you guys enjoying our Samuel L. Jackson show. Hopefully, we motherfucking entertained you enough. Hopefully, we offended you a lot. And hopefully, you come back next week because we'll probably be in trouble. But uh, fuck it, you know. Yeah, obviously, you can hear
2: us. We fill on... fill up a whole. you fill up a whole swear jar tonight.
1: Yeah, we're gonna break the fourth wall, and you can hear us on the same motherfucking platform that you're listening to us now. Think about it. So, if you're listening to us, then you already fucking know how to find us. But if you know somebody that hasn't listened to us, Fucking tell them to listen to the same way you are, and we're good. So we don't have to name 50 places, because you're already listening. God damn it.
2: Shit. Just Google the shit, motherfuckers.
1: Tired of this shit.
2: Shoot, see the public ass. So. Well, we sure do appreciate y'all motherfuckers, for real. I know, right? We appreciate you listening to our bullshit every, every Saturday night, Sunday night, or whenever you decide to listen to this. Hell yeah, because so. we going not get paid for this shit. Yeah, we don't get paid for this shit. Just keep listening.
1: I know. So we appreciate y'all appreciating us. And we're going to appreciate the fuck out of going home right about now.